Good evening, broadcasting live from Stony Creek, Ontario, Canada. Coming to give a little bit of Dhamma, try to give a little bit of Dhamma every day. There's a lot to give, a lot of Dhamma. The teaching of the Buddha is Ananda said, Ananda, who was the Buddha's attendant, said he had 84,000 teachings of the Buddha kept in memory. That's what the texts say. But we have all the texts, and whether there's 84,000 or not, there is a lot. Sometimes this is daunting. This makes us question as to whether we can truly know the Buddha's teaching. And take people always try to, which we always try to um, simplify or pinpoint the essence of the Buddha's teaching. Sometimes we'll bring up the Eightfold Noble Path, sort of. Uh, essential the heart of Buddhism so that's eight things and that's something we can deal with actually often we'll talk about the four noble truths thinking that that's easier well there's only four of those right the problem with that is the four, four noble truths don't really work as, as far as pinpointing the Buddhist teaching because there's a, a lot. If you want to sum it up, you've got the Four Noble Truths, but then, well, the fourth one is the Eightfold Noble Path, and then you've got eight more there. And, and to really uh, explain the Four Noble Truths, you have to separate each truth into three parts. There's the truth itself. There's the uh, duty or the task that must be accomplished in regards to that truth. And then there's the attainment or the realization or the, the accomplishment of the task. So and two anyway, there's the truth itself and then there's the task, which are two different things actually. You can't just say the first noble truth is suffering. You have to say the first noble truth is, first of all, that there is suffering. Second of all, that suffering should be fully understood and third that suffering has been fully understood because the only way you can understand the first noble truth is by fully realizing it for yourself fully understanding suffering the Buddha made this clear not saying you can't say you understand the truth just by knowing that this is suffering or X is suffering you have to also understand that it should be should be fully understood. What is your task in regards to suffering? To fully understand it. But even then you can't say you fully understand the truth of suffering. Only once you've fully understood suffering, then you can say you understand you know what is the first thing the truth. 
So, and then the second noble truth, and the third, and the fourth, each one has a task. So, if we want to go a little bit more to the point, we can just talk about the Eightfold Noble Path, because practicing the Eightfold Noble Path allows you to understand suffering. And so we, we're down to one thing with eight parts, and so eight, well, that's uh, well, still a lot, and each, each of the eight has to be explained in detail before you can understand it. But we can simplify it, and we can do so with authority, because we, with confidence, because we have the authority of the Buddha, that actually the Eightfold Noble Path is only three things, morality, concentration, and wisdom. So we have the three trainings, right speech, right action and right livelihood, these are morality. Right effort, right mindfulness and right concentration, these are under samadhi or concentration. And right view and right thought, these are under wisdom. So morality, concentration and wisdom is a summary of the Eightfold Noble Path. Down to just three. And when we get down to just three, then we can take out the salient point of these three, and that's the training, what we call Sikha. Sikha. The three Sikhas. The person who trains in these three things is called a Sikha, someone who has become accomplished in them. Someone who learns to be moral. Sikha is becomes capable to, to, to become capable at something. It's, it's similar to the to the verb that means to be capable. Sakoti. Sakoti. Apparently they have something in common. So sikati means sikha means to become competent, to train yourself to to learn a skill, to learn to be moral, to learn to be focused, and to learn to be wise. So if we talk about morality, concentration, concentration and wisdom, well, we have, we've still got a lot there. We, in morality, there are four types of morality. The morality of keeping precepts, the morality of uh, living a life of, of a utilitarian life in the sense of using things but not letting them own you so being moral in your consumption not living an, an excessive life with fancy clothes and uh, high-end food and dwelling and medicines to only use them as our nest they're necessary use our requisites use things for a purpose that is truly useful we have to be moral in regards to our livelihood our life morally 
and moral in regards to our senses, so seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, feeling and thinking, not getting carried away by pleasant or unpleasant sights, sounds, smells, tastes, feelings and thoughts, not giving free rein to our senses, so guarding, not staring or seeking out pleasant sights or sounds or so on. So morality, there's, there's, there's quite a bit in there. Uh, concentration, there's, there's samatha, samatha concentration and vipassana concentration. Kanika samadhi and upachara samadhi and apana samadhi. So there's the focus. Samadhi samma means uh, same. It's a cognate of the English word same, but in the sense of of uh, being balanced. Samadhi comes from samma, sam, or what exactly it comes from, but samma means level. So having a, a balanced mind, a mind that is tuned, in tune, and tuned perfectly not too much, not too little. So we can be in tune with, we can be focused, have our mind, our lens in focus on a single object, a conceptual object that we give rise to in our minds or that we stare at with our eyes and absorb, we become absorbed in the object. And we're perfectly focused on the object, seeing it perfectly clearly. Or we can focus our minds on on reality and become focused, so in perfect focus on reality, seeing things as they are, our experiences, focusing on them. And then wisdom, we train in learning wisdom from learning, we train in wisdom from thinking, considering, and we train in wisdom from understand from meditation, from training, from seeing, from developing our mind, from practicing meditation. But we can simplify this down, as I said, to simply training. So we become trained, or we train ourselves. We learn about these things, and then we train ourselves to live a, a live a, a straight life, to to have a mind that is straight and clear. This is why the Buddha. You can see why mindfulness was singled out as sort of the, the that which kickstarts our practice or which keeps us on the practice singled out as the quality that the Buddha said is useful everywhere is always useful because it's the act of training training in an interest in in the in a, the very literal sense of the word to 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 set your mind on the on the track on the, like on a train track to train your mind to 
get it to follow a track. When we think of morality, concentration, and wisdom, we get on the track of it's like a train, so we never go off, we never go outside of the training. We use mindfulness to train ourselves. And we slowly become more moral, we become more focused, we become more wise. We become more clear. We practice the simple teachings of mindfulness, reminding ourselves, this is seeing, this is hearing, this is standing, this is sitting, this is walking. This is liking, this is disliking. To see things as they are. We train ourselves in this. We don't actually have to think about things like morality, for example. When you're mindful, you, you, you naturally gain morality. You don't kill, you don't steal, you don't lie, you don't cheat. Your faculties are controlled. All it takes is for us to be mindful. And the great thing about mindfulness is it's something you practice now. You don't have to have practiced it in the past, it's something you start ever and again in every moment. So this is what we do in the meditation practice, we're training ourselves. Training in morality, concentration and wisdom, it comes simply from being mindful. And as a result we cultivate the Eightfold Noble Path, first the preliminary path, and eventually we train our mind so perfectly that we become noble and we enter into the noble path. And with the noble path comes the noble fruit. With the noble fruit comes enlightenment. With the understanding that we are free. We understand that we are free and that there's nothing left to be done. And we've found the goal. So that's the Dhamma for tonight. Thank you all for tuning in.